This is the download from Sounds Profitable, the most important news from this week and why it matters to people in the business of podcasting. I'm Manuela Bedoya. And I'm Shreya Sharma. This week, ESPN to potentially partner with DraftKings, podcasting unions make headlines, Netflix confirms two independent measurement companies, advertisers reflect on 2023 spend, and two new podcasting hosts arrive in the US. Let's get started. Last Thursday, Ed Hammond and Crystal C. of Bloomberg covered an anticipated deal between ESPN and sports betting firm DraftKings. According to an update to the piece, DraftKings stock rose as much as 8.8% in response to the news on Friday. Quoting the article, ESPN has already invested heavily in sports gambling, though it has steered clear of taking actual bets. The broadcaster has betting-related shows such as Daily Wager and marketing deals with DraftKings and Caesars Entertainment, Inc., where links to the sportsbooks are integrated into ESPN's website. Disney also acquired a stake in DraftKings as part of its acquisition of Fox Entertainment's assets in 2019. End quote. Disney has long avoided gambling in pursuit of upholding its wholesome family image, As Bloomberg points out, none of the Disney cruise ship fleet have casinos on board, nor are Disney characters licensed to slot machine manufacturers. Clearly, their attitude appears to be changing as they search for a sports betting partner for ESPN. Sean Russo, research manager of Magellan AI, offered this when asked about the growth of sports betting and adjacent categories. Quote, As of August, the fantasy sports industry is up 22% year to date although historically spending in the industry has peaked in September. Last year, spend more than doubled between August and September, primarily driven by brands like FanDuel and DraftKings, end quote. ESPN is a major podcast network, and sports betting, as well as its cousin like fantasy sports, continue to climb in popularity. If this deal comes to fruition, it could be a big deal indeed. In this first segment, we have two stories fitting in a theme of organized labor in podcasting. Last Tuesday, Odyssey's Pineapple Street Studios announced that roughly 75% of their proposed bargaining unit signed up to officially join the Labor Union Writers Guild of America East, or WGA East. Ashley Carmen reported for Bloomberg, quote, The employees said they're looking for increased transparency around pay, rights to their intellectual property, protection against favoritism at work, and improved health insurance, according to the letter, end quote. Soon, the utility of unionizing was to be highlighted when Spotify pruned their walled garden. Last Thursday, TechCrunch's Lauren Forrestal reported on Spotify cancelling multiple shows at once from two of the four in-house content production companies. Three podcasts from Gimlet and eight from Parcast are either cancelled effective immediately or in the case of Horoscope Today, scheduled to end in the second quarter of 2023. Spotify also announced this would cause, quote-unquote, less than 5% of layoffs of Spotify's podcast staff. Last Friday, both the Gimlet Union and the Podcast Union took issue with that number in an official letter posted to Twitter. Quote, Yesterday, Spotify blindsided both Gimlet Union and Podcast Union with at least 38 layoffs across their studios, Spotify has said in the press that these layoffs constitute less than 5% of people working on original podcasts. That number is misleading. The reality is that each bargaining unit organized with the Writers Guild of America East has lost about 30% of its members. These are not small cuts. They are massive restructurings. End quote. 
The two unions go on to highlight Spotify's internal reasoning for canceling the podcast was due to low listenership, which the unions then argue was in large part due to decisions made by Spotify itself. Quote, Their decision to make most of Gimlet's and Barcast's shows Spotify exclusive caused a steep drop in listeners, as high as three quarters of the audience for some shows. Yet the company did little or nothing to staunch the bleeding. Shows languished without marketing support and teams were not given clear audience goals to meet. End quote. On Monday, Garrett Sloan, writing for AdAge, reported on some updates to the ongoing story of Netflix prepping for the launch of their ad-supported tier. As covered in the September 8th episode of The Download, details were scarce about the tier beyond its possible price point and streamer's CPM goals. Quoting the article, Netflix has been asking for high prices for its ad inventory, at least $60 CPMs cost per thousand views, while only offering limited targeting possibilities and no third-party measurement, according to people familiar with the situation. End quote. Now Netflix has announced they're working with both Integral Ad Science and Double Verify to act as that third-party measurement, a measurement executive speaking to Sloan, anonymously believes implementation of the two services should be relatively easy for Netflix. Netflix signing two big-name third-party companies to give credence to their measurement stands as another example of why certain podcasting platforms' decision comes off as odd. Spotify, when in a similar position of needing brand safety and ad measurement as Netflix, chose to not only work with one third-party company, they strongly infer the partnership intended to create a proprietary brand safety tool. Much talk has been had about the uncertainties of how things will look in the future as the economy has a will-they-won't-they relationship with the recession. This Wednesday, marketing ruse Ryan Barwig brought some numbers to the table that demonstrate just how uncertain the industry is. The following numbers are the result of a survey of 43 advertisers run by the World Federation of Advertisers and their media research company, Ibiquity. 41% expect to keep their 2022 budgets, though as Barwick says in the article, and I quote, 29% said they expect a decrease in their budget. The remaining 29% said they expect to see an increase, end quote. While 43 might seem like a small sample size for a survey, it's worth noting that those companies account for $44 billion in ad spend. 28% said they'd increase performance advertising, while 21% aim to increase their share of brand advertising. 40% of respondents would up their share of flexible or biddable buys. Ruben Schurz, chief product officer of Ebiquity, wrote to Marketing Brew, quote, With uncertain times ahead, it's clear that brand advertisers seek more tactile agility in terms of trading and shifting budgets throughout the year versus annual upfront commitments, end quote. Two new podcast hosting services have hit the U.S. markets this week. First, podcast recording and editing application Ali2 has announced Ali2 Hosting, making the service all-in-one. According to Jacob Anderson, head of growth at Ali2, quote, We started building Ali2 four years ago with one mission in mind, to offer the clearest path to sharing your voice and making an impact on the world, making no compromise over control and creativity. Whether that's making one person laugh or lifting an entire community, we want to offer the help you need to achieve your purpose. End quote. This Tuesday, French hosting service Asha announced a rolling out of their service in the U.S. on their official blog. 
Finally, it's time for our semi-regular roundup of articles we're calling Quickets. These are articles that didn't quite make the cut for today's episode, but are still worth including in your weekend reading. This week, platforms used for listening to podcasts in Poland in 2022 by Statista. We make a point of discussing podcasting performance around the globe. With that in mind, here's a snapshot of data showcasing what podcast consumption looks like in Poland. ACAS stocks layoffs, its US moves, the ad market, and why it's selling the heart by Inside Radio. Coverage of ACAST's recent earnings call, including higher-ups talking through their strategies, layoffs, and revealing ACAST only sold 28% of their ad inventory in 2021. In the interest of clarity, it's worth keeping in mind that Inside Radio is owned by ACAST's competitor, iHeartMedia. And that was the download, brought to you by Sounds Profitable. Today's episode was built using Spooler and hosted on Triton Digital's Omni Studio. Find out more at Spooler.fm and Omnistudio.com. I know we went through today's stories fast, so be sure to check out the links to every article mentioned right in your podcast listening app or on SoundsProfitable.com slash the download. And thank you for sticking with us as we bring you the top stories you might have missed from the past week. I'm Manuela Bedoya. And I'm Shreya Sharma. Our producers are Brian Barletta, Gavin Gaddis, and Tom Webster. Special thanks to Omni Studio for hosting the download. And as always, thank you to you for joining us. Robot? Download complete.